I'm Rima. And I'm Paik. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the hit Netflix show Black Mirror. This week we're covering season two, episode four, episode White Christmas. Paik, hey. welcome back, my friend. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm thrilled to have you back. We had so much fun um, yes. covering. Um, what did? Oh, God, what did we do? <laughs> We did uh, End of the Tall Grass. We did End of the Tall Grass. Yeah. That was fun. You 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 made that so fun because, um, you know, the movie was entertaining, but it wasn't something I loved so much. But after podcasting with you on it, I had a little bit more yeah. appreciation for it. So I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. That's usually how it works is if you podcast about yeah. something, most of the time it's you're going to appreciate it more than you did. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that you agreed to come back on with me and cover an episode of Black Mirror. I had reached out to my good friends whom I know because we talk about it in our group, you know, Black Mirror comes up quite often. And um, Mm -hmm. so I I knew that you had liked it as well when you mentioned um, that you had some favorite episodes and I thought, well, then it's a perfect time to ask you back. Um, So I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you because I just, I love chatting with you. You have such a great energy and um, you, I love what you bring to the podcast. So I appreciate well, that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've, I've had Jason and then Derek on last week. And my thing was, was to kind of focus a little bit on fan favorites. And I thought it would be fun that as I'm asking this uh, round table of, of co-hosts that I've, I've had on to let them pick their favorite. So um, when I asked you, you said that you would like to cover this episode, White Christmas. So yes. I would like to ask why you chose this episode. Man, I, I this one is my favorite episode because uh, mm-hmm. well, mainly it's the first one that takes the like multiple different stories or technologies and like mixes them together into this like final twist. It was mm-hmm. it's the first episode that they did like that. And because yeah. uh, I think the I think they maybe only have done it twice because I know Black Museum was another one that mm-hmm. was awesome. But so I just good. I love that. And because, you know, it has all these different layers and you're bouncing around these stories and then they all kind of congeal together at the end and then john ham is just incredible as a as oh a star gosh. on this episode <laughs> yeah he's amazing it's it's really heavy episode but like it also has like really funny moments and then it just kind of like blows your mind at the end so you just it's a good like all around like black mirror package i think it sums up this like show so well I couldn't agree more. Also one of my favorites. I've it's it's been really awesome as I've asked you guys to to join me and the the episodes that everyone has picked have been my favorites as well. So you guys have made it very easy for me. I enjoyed White Christmas very much when I first watched it. So I was pleased um you know when you asked to cover this one and I was like, "Heck yeah, we're going to cover this one." I was hoping someone would pick this one as I was going down my list um because it's also it's, one of my favorites. It's definitely very, like it's one that I have rewatched several several times. You get, I think, different things out of it, right? Or do you? Yeah. I know even, I do. Like around Christmas, like it becomes, it is part of my life. <laughs> even though it's not like it takes place at Christmas and there's a lot of Christmas like reference, it's not like super in your face, a Christmas episode of a show. Yeah. So it's not too overt, but 
right. the same time, like it is fun to like add to my yearly like Christmas watching along with all the like feel good movies. Sometimes you want to throw in a Christmas special that makes you feel sad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can be a bit of a bah humbug uh, sometimes during Christmas because family makes me crazy. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm so over because you get so, and this is, this is just me. I know lots of folks. I, I'm not trying to like dog Christmas or anything like that. I do enjoy Christmas, but I like Christmas at Christmas. I feel some folks try to celebrate Christmas way up before Halloween has even started. And Halloween's uh-huh. my favorite you know, holiday. And I'm like, can I please just enjoy this holiday before we jump right. into another one? I'm like, let's, and I and enjoy holidays as a whole anyway, because then you've got, you know, once you get through Halloween, then you've got Thanksgiving. I enjoy Thanksgiving. Who doesn't mash potatoes and gravy? Who doesn't love that? Um, you know, let me enjoy that holiday before we start talking about Christmas. That's all. Exactly. Don't, don't <laughs> put the tree up yet. Let's, let's take in this moment and then let's move on to Christmas. It's just, I feel like it's so, so in, shoved in my face. Um, maybe not like that for everyone, but that's how I feel sometimes. So I'm just oh, like, totally by the time is. it comes around, I'm like, bah humbug. <laughs> leave me it's, alone. It's corporate, it's corporate Christmas. That's what everything is. Nowadays. That's what it is. Yeah. You're, you're so right. So yeah, that, I'll have to start adding this then. I didn't even think about adding this to my Christmas mm-hmm. watch list, but that would be but very it's still a good watch in the middle or I say middle, but close to the end of June. It's still a, a very good watch for even now like absolutely <laughs> like i said it's going to be christmas in june whenever i was announcing yeah. this episode last week we're doing christmas <laughs> in june mid-year gotta hit that i think it's appropriate i don't know there's a lot of things i th- think in this episode can you know you can kind of relate to some of the things that are happening today so <laughs> well i'm i'm super excited to uh, break down this episode with you so as my guest i um, would you like to start with your number five Sure. I will go with my number five, which is the Easter eggs that are in this episode. I noticed a lot of they really liked to branch out and uh, kind of plop in a bunch of different hints and Easter eggs to other Black Mirror Mm -hmm. episodes and and things like that. Or even set up uh, technologies and ideas that are used in later episodes. So um, one of the small ones, like uh, when Matthew, which is John Hamm's character, is helping Harry along with his dates, whatever. And he's got all of these guys that are watching along with him, all of his other clients or whatever that are mm-hmm. paying to, to watch this one. I was looking at their screen names and one of their screen names is <laughs> I am Waldo with underscores yep. in there, which is the name of the little like cartoon bear that is in the episode right before this one. And <laughs> yep. With the big political <laughs> episode. So I was like, Oh, they just like carried that right on to the next episode. That's really funny. And then um, the Zed-Eyes is what they called them, which is so cool. That works for us really well. <laughs> mm, yes. That's, is it like the exact – it's not the exact technology that was in uh, Entire History of You that you and Jason covered. It's kind of like the next step in that because they do talk about like, you know, they yes. can't like re- remove them or anything. But it's like it's, an upgrade. It's like an upgrade, but it's like the same kind of – yeah, they kind of like, you know, the next season and then it's a different, you know, upgraded version of that technology. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see, we jump to the future with the cookie in this episode is, which this might be spoilery for some people who haven't watched the episode, but you have covered this episode on this show. So okay. uh, USS Callister uses very close to that same technology. Yes, you're right. Oh, gosh. Where it's like an exact copy of that person, like mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, another throwback Easter egg that I found is while Joe is flipping through the channels, but right before he finds out that Beth had died, 
is there's a little clip of the game show Hot Shot from the season one episode 15 Million Merits. Mm-hmm. And Good catch. I think that's about all that I caught Easter egg wise. And then I guess just it's Black Mirror related. It was directed by Carl Tibbetts, who had directed another uh, uh, episode before. He also directed White Bear. But yeah, but I think that's mm. about all for the Easter eggs. But there's a lot of little like hints to, to other technologies and stuff that have shown up here and there. Yeah. Well, and also from 15 Million Merits is the song. Uh, yeah. The song that they sang during karaoke. Um, that song was from from that episode. And I love that song so much. Which, I, which I enjoy 15. I haven't seen that episode it's, in a while. Oh, you haven't seen the episode in a while? Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember um, the show, but I didn't remember the song. So which was the one that oh he gosh. sang or that she sang? The one that she sang. Okay. Anyone who knows what love is. Yeah. Um, will would understand. I'm not going to sing it. I'm oh. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to get. I think I've put a tune or so out sometimes when I'm on here and I'm like, why'd you do that? That was, nobody wants to hear you sing. Um, but yeah, it's the song that she sings at, at karaoke in the last um, segment of, of the episode. Yeah. Uh, when we're getting Joe's uh, story. Yes, that was a song from 15 Millimeters. I love that song, um, by the way. One of my favorites. Um, it's really good. And really great. There was also one other, uh-huh. and that was the pregnancy test. That's right. I, didn't, I, I know he yeah. had seen that. Yeah, they, that was in uh, Be Right Back. Yeah. So it's funny that yeah, we have, we have some, even some Easter eggs <laughs> from the last two that you've just covered on here have come back in this episode. <laughs> I did it on purpose. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, was like, I can oh pretend gosh. it was on purpose. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is so weird. Um, got Easter eggs from a show I just just covered. Um, but yeah, the good cause. I enjoy the Easter eggs. If you watch, they're not always in every episode of Black Mirror, you know. But if you watch carefully, you'll you know you'll catch some in other episodes. So you might just find one or two. Black Museum. There were a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think almost in that whole last season, there were many because I yeah. think that that's when they were really trying to kind of let you know that a lot of the um, universe is kind of shared yeah. um, with a lot of that. So that was super fun. So, yeah, you'll catch those every now and again. But there were some really good ones in this one. I kind of forgot all of those until I watched it again. I was like, holy crap, look at all these <laughs> Easter eggs. Super fun. That was a really great number five. Yeah. Well, my number five, I usually have to at least for one of my points talk a little bit about the technology um, because that's always kind of a focus i mean it's not the only focus but it's a big part of what the show is about oh yeah um is the technology so one of the items um like you mentioned the this um zed eyes um that is very reminiscent of be right back and some of that functionality where it allows you to kind of replay and rewind and capture every moment you know through your eyes um you know now you can actually have someone else like see through your eyes like as like in real time like you can just be walking around and they can see through i don't know that we saw that and and be right back so you know it's it's kind of modified or i guess maybe upgraded to um, feature that as well and then you also have the ability to block (laughs) someone and i thought hmm I can see this being very problematic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd be lying if I told you I wouldn't be tempted to use that on some people. Um, there, of course. There's definitely some people that have been in my life at times or ever that it'd be kind of nice to just maybe never like have to hear from them again. <laughs> but Of course. 
but it could do it. It always end up going bad. I really think it would. (laughs) Yes. I, I absolutely. It's appealing at first sight. It's so easy in the heat of the moment, especially if it's someone really close to you, either a family member or maybe a spouse or, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, something like that, that you're in a relationship with, you know, it's so easy in the heat of the moment, you know, to want that quick fix, um, you know, and just hit that button and block them. And for even just for like an hour and just be like, you know what, we're not getting anywhere or, uh, I just need to take a break from you right now, um, and block them. But I, I see that, you know, how unfair that is to the other person when we see that, I mean, we see that done in, in that third segment where he's fighting with his wife because he finds that pregnancy test and they're arguing because she doesn't want, um, to keep the baby. And she's just like, I just, I can't right now. Um, I'm just, I'm going to block you and we'll talk in the morning. Yeah. And it sounds, I mean, like, okay, maybe that's the best thing to do, but you see how, how badly that went because then she leaves it on Mm -hmm. and then it becomes like a long-term thing. And I, I think the bad part of that, and I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are too, is, you know, it's okay for a quick fix, but I, I feel like processing the pain and going through something like that. Like when they, I mean, they should have had that discussion. She should have turned that off. And if, and she should have fessed up, you know, look, I had an affair. I, the baby's not yours and they either break up or they work through it, you know, whatever, but you gotta, you gotta get through it. Right. That's part of what's of moving on. Yeah, That's one of those things. Like I don't want to throw all of like the blame on Beth, but like, Mm -hmm. You know, there's kind of that message hidden in this is just like she ruined Joe's life completely. And like all of these things, I mean, like Joe definitely did some horrible things there at the end. Like there's not really a way you can't just blame somebody else for you murdering somebody. Like it doesn't really work that way. But like it wouldn't have never gotten to that point if she was able to just kind of admit and face her mistakes and like talk through it. Like the relationship might have ended anyway, but at least it would have been in the right Mm -hmm. way versus just like ending it so abruptly and ripping everything away from him like that. Exactly. Because that wound never healed. He's just blocked all the time now. And because he was blocked all the time, it then led him to being uh, what they called legally blocked. Mm -hmm. So it not only blocked uh, her, but it also blocked her offspring, which he thought was still his, his child at that time. Um, So, I mean, can you imagine being cut off like that and having, there's just nothing you can do and how crazy that must make you feel it just it leaves that wound open and it festers and it leaves you with unfinished business i I can't really blame him for it driving him to the point that it did because yeah there's no chance for any kind of healing emotionally or anything when that happens right you can't move i mean he could have i mean as painful as it would have been for him to learn his wife had an affair and cheated on him and was now having this person's baby it's I feel better to hear that. And, and, you know, and like you said, maybe the relationship would end. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe he could have accepted it or something. Um, I don't know. Um, people have been through worse things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least at least have that information and work through it. And if you break up, then you break up. Then and he knows and he can move on with his life and maybe seek out, 
you know, uh, someone else yeah. or, you know, get a, see, seek out a family elsewhere. Instead, he's absolutely obsessed with finding her, you know, because she kind of moves away and she's left her job and, you know, he's obsessed with finding her. And then he's obsessed with, you know, going out to her father's every Christmas and how much time he just does that every single year at the same time. Um, till then it comes to the point where then she dies and um, he's actually able to see. Well, and then that's when this whole I mean, he just he, he snaps. Yeah. The guy just has this mental break after all this time because he's been stuck and not been able to move on. Yep. Um, I, I just can't imagine. So. So, yeah, it's like a, I can see where you'd want to use this, but then how horrible, horribly it goes wrong. Yeah. And I think it would be like that for so many people mm-hmm, because it doesn't hard for any it, stable person. Yeah, it creates that problem where you're not facing relationship issues or conversations that need to be had and you're just shutting people out and that's not healthy not healthy man so yeah that's that's that part of it and then the other one like you mentioned uh when you were talking about the easter eggs this Mm -hmm. ability for them to duplicate your consciousness seems like it's a tool for wealthy people i'm guessing you gotta have a little bit of money to do this Mm -hmm. um and you can have it you have your consciousness downloaded into looks like a little Alexa, like a device. Your personal AI assistant <laughs> and, to the extreme. Yeah, <laughs> to the extreme. I mean, and, and it's like just a this consciousness that runs your home for for you. It's like mm-hmm. your, it runs your whole smart home. It heats your floors, opens your drapes, cooks your toast, starts your coffee, shows your calendar for the day. Um, I don't know. It, that one was interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more as far as the details, but um, those, those, I think I just wanted to kind of talk about those and call them out a little bit. Do you have anything that you wanted to add to that? Technology was not really. I think that's about it. Okay. I mean, I, ha- I touch on them in more major points later, but I think yes. as far as kind of just basic covering of them. Yeah, I think that's good. Cool. All right. Well, what's your number four? My number four is uh, the dating guru situation uh, that Matthew was <laughs> using, but the, the social media implications of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Matthew being able to like take people's faces from the live feed and immediately like look into all of their social media, mm. it's really unnerving to me. Like, Very. It's because it's the exact same like facial recognition that Facebook has already now. Where you, you we're kind of doing that, yeah. Now. Where it knows, like, it looks at your photos and goes, "Oh, that's that person, and that's that person." Let me tag them in your stuff, or even on my iPhone, on my photos, it goes through and it can tell, like, "Oh, this person is in this, 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 in this photo." What's this person's name? So whenever you take pers- pictures of them in the future, I know that oh, this person's in your this picture, and it, it yeah, the facial recognition, <laughs> and so obviously, like, the next step in that technology is being able to just like know anything about somebody and like you just pull everything up as soon as you look at them which is really scary <laughs> it is really scary that's oh, that's what's so interesting when we anytime we talk about black mirror because charlie Brooker's really great and and i think derek had a really great description of it last week when we spoke and i know i'm gonna get this wrong but it's just like a, a very near distant future yeah um when we're talking black mirror technology, because you can feel or see some of these already today and you can kind of see that's where we're headed. And that's what makes it so damn scary when you see how wrong it freaking goes Uh in these episodes. I've seen this kind of done in real life. There's a, uh, and this was like five or six years ago when this guy was doing these videos. So I'm sure he can do them even more now, but there's a like YouTuber, a guy on YouTube, like a prankster. His name is Jack Vale. 
I remember watching his videos where uh, he did a prank that was like similar to this. He would go to different busy public areas like a park or a landmark or restaurants or whatever. And he would go on to Instagram and look at the most recent check-ins to that location. Like check-ins mm-hmm. that happened like literally seconds or minutes before to where he could find that person. He would look through their feed to find a bunch of like personal pieces of information, their family members, friends, pets, names, whatever like that, their job. And then he would approach them and pretend like he was a psychic and just think, you know, know things about their life out of nowhere. And he would trip these people out, but it was oh, all because wow. he could see, Oh, they just checked into this place like 30 seconds ago. So they're here. Let me find them mm-hmm. and then know everything that I need to know just by looking through their Instagram feed for five minutes. Oh man. Yeah. It's 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 when we get into these kinds of details, it makes me just want to go delete every social media platform that I have and just like go off into a cabin in the woods and just disconnect. Like, <laughs> most people don't realize like how vulnerable like public social media right. can really make you. Yeah. Yes. You're so right. Well, and I, I don't want to get real political with things that are going on right now. Um, I want to try and keep things on an entertainment level. But I mean, I, I think a lot of this was being like you just mentioned, you know, with your your phone facial recognition mm-hmm. and how it recognizes your face and faces of your friends yeah. um, when you take their pictures. But it's also being used um, with a lot of the protesting that's going on. Uh-huh. I believe there was some, are they using some facial recognition to identify folks? Um, so it's, it's out there. And I mean, we have fa- facial recognition, you know, for like national security. I mean, that's what they do. You know, that's why whenever you like take your driver's license picture, you know, you can't smile and, you know, they tell you to look a certain way, like either like looking down or whatever, or hold your chin somewhere, you know, just so they can get it right. Because, you know, that's, what's going to be used for like facial recognition as you're walking down the street and you have all the cameras pointed at you. Yeah. Um, they can pick you out of anywhere. So, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scary. Yeah. Good point. And then really Matthew point. starts using like his own like psychology, you know, mm-hmm. know how in mixing that with that kind of recognition and social media you know, interface. That's, that's a scary combination, I think is, yes. which I mean, advertising, we will go ahead and get into these. I don't even, th- it's not even conspiracy like theory at this point. Like it's just fact that like mm-hmm. you're like, you know, advertising and stuff. They're looking at like everything that you post on social media and everything that you do and things that you talk about to know how to market this or that towards everybody. And so, yeah, it's, <laughs> You take psychology and social media and facial recognition and all those things, and it gets scary. It's a scary thought, but then you're like, oh, but it is happening already right now. It is, and and to like a lesser degree, but it is happening. And yeah, the advertising thing, I think I was talking to Derek about that last week too, because there was something that came up in uh, Be Right Back where she was targeted, uh, you know, for some books on the grieving process. Um, and it's kind of like today, anytime you look up something on Google, um, and then all of a sudden you've, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for is all over any, any social media feed that you are, are looking at. And it's almost like, oh, you dreamt of a pop tart last night. Guess what? Every freaking ad you're going to look at is oh, today. Gosh. Screw you. It's kind of, 
they'll they'll get into our dreams eventually. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like sometimes because I'm like I didn't even Google that. Mm-hmm. Why I was thinking about it, I didn't Google it. Why am I getting an ad for mm-hmm. it? I swear to you, that has oh, happened. Man, that's the moment that you just throw happened. your phone across the room, and be like, I'm done. I'm going to quit. <laughs> I have I have dropped my phone, and my kid was in my presence, and she's like, What's wrong with you? And I was like, Yeah. Uh, you don't even want to know. But you know, I told her, I'm like, I'm not kidding. I, I just I had thought of something, but I hadn't Googled it at all, not on my computer or on my phone. And so I was like, why, why is it showing me ads for that? Because I know I didn't search for anything. Yeah. So I feel like I've already been infiltrated. That's why my FB it's the episodes like this and, and many other Black Mirror episodes that we've talked about or in ones that I've just watched are one reason why all of my social social media accounts, except for the podcast, are private and why there is tape covering my yeah. um, laptop camera right now. <laughs> I should just cover mine with my thumb real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's part of that baby uh, up. I don't know. It just it's too much. Hey, FBI guy watching me in the camera right now. We're just recording a podcast. Everything's fine. <laughs> he sees me some. He loves this I podcast. Don't it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, no, for sometimes, you know, we get the Zoom things going on, you know, when we do our Zoom, uh, Zoom group calls and things like that, it, it might pop off, but other times it's, it's covered yeah. up. If I'm just sitting here working at home. Nah, can't do that. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting Ooh. some very. It, I felt like I already had some creepy vibes coming off watching this episode, and then you're just amplifying that for me, Paige. I don't know if I should thank you or not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you have anything else you want to say about your number um, four? I think that's about it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and that was actually um, a lot of my number four as well, was just Matt's side gig yeah. that he has, where he's basically a glorified wingman. Yeah you know, to help, help these guys get dates. And at first it seems harmless, but I, this, this guy's a villain. I feel he's just, you know, he's a bad seed. Um, really? You know, but yeah, I don't, I just, I think as we go on, um, I, I feel like he's just kind of an unreliable kind of narrator. And I feel like when we learn about what he does for his day job, that didn't give me good good feelings at all learning what he did that's interesting because um, i really didn't get that much of yeah. like i'm kind of i wouldn't say the opposite but i mean he's definitely like kind of snaky but i never really looked at him as a villain which is it's interesting that you did i just kind of looked at him i, yeah. I looked at him definitely as an opportunist but definitely <laughs> definitely yeah and i mean i guess as much of a villain as in black mirror as you yeah. can get i mean black mirror doesn't really have villains because i i don't think that um i i feel like they they're sometimes what they're trying to do is to kind of make you reflect yeah. on yourself on the world that we're living in and to kind of you know um give a little bit of social commentary so you know kind of looking at yourself not that you're the villain and i don't mean like you pig but just like you as the watcher mm-hmm. of black mirror but um i think as much of a, a kind of a not yeah. so savory kind of fella all right well on that do you mind if i ask you a question then <laughs> okay um because I, I wrote this down kind of on my extra notes but since you you know i had a little bit more of a sympathetic look at him so i'm wondering how you how you feel about mm-hmm. this because i wrote down in my notes i said I, I felt really bad for him at the end when he was blocked from everybody on mm-hmm. this register because i you know looking at him looking around everybody's blocked, but he's like this red blocked shape for everybody else which like lets them know and i feel like this this register is probably like 
the same registry for like rapists and pedophiles and sexual abusers of like all kinds. And so it seems a little mm-hmm. unfair to me, like for, you know, him to be in that exact situation. Cause people are always going to assume the worst of him. And like, I mean, what he did was definitely wrong, but like, is it okay for me to say that it wasn't like as wrong as like some of those things? Cause I mean, he didn't purposely like, like personally like hurt anybody. He was, I mean, he was definitely an opportunist in taking advantage of somebody else needing help, but he was kind of helping somebody. Whether it was legal or not. I, <laughs> I do not think his punishment fit the yeah. crime. I'll say that. Um, I, I feel that was a pretty harsh treatment and punishment that he got. Um, and I I feel like it wasn't going to turn out very well for him. Yeah, no, it definitely Based wasn't going to turn out well, but that, that did seem like yeah. very harsh at the end where he that, that seemed to me very extreme yeah. i i didn't like i i don't really know i mean why they felt the need to give him that type of punishment like you said it seemed they said something it, uh the cops did that it would be like uh like he's going to be on the sex offender registry yeah. or something because of that like peeping tom they considered his side job what he was doing because he would watch the guys that he yeah. helped which then you know whatever dates and those guys were on i mean those women were not consenting to being watched or anything so i get that yeah mm-hmm. so i mean i i i still feel i'm not saying peeping is okay i've been peeped on so i certainly don't appreciate that but do i you know i don't know if if that was a, a fitting punishment because i feel like that wasn't just you know well do do some time or or something to atone for that um this i feel uh this was going to get this guy killed yeah that's it seems pretty extreme because i'm like like i said i'm sure yeah that registered people are going to see that red blob and immediately assume the worst possible mm-hmm. of this guy absolutely yeah i don't think the punishment fit the crime i think it was a pretty extreme um even though like i said i love john ham <laughs> just didn't love yeah. his character so much he does it so well mm-hmm. though i mean how can you not love john yeah. ham i mean maybe that's maybe that's just that girl coming out <laughs> in me i don't know but he's he's a very charming very suave you know he, he just he plays that really well and he would I think definitely even in real life be a great wingman. Even when he plays villains straight up, like won't get too much into it. I mean, baby driver, he plays like the absolute Mm -hmm. villain in that movie. And he's still so So charming (laughs) until he gets really scary. But, but yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he would have made a really good Negan. I think there was a lot of people trying to make that happen when we, when like Negan was being shopped around the idea of putting that in the show years ago. I think a lot of people wanted to get John Hamm in on it. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about your number? I think four? I finished. You were on your number four at that point. You were talking about. Is yeah, it my number four? You're right. It's on my number four, which is basically mm-hmm. the same as your number four. Um, but I thought that was just a very interesting take. I, I felt really bad for Harry. You know, um, poor yeah. guy really thinks he scored with this beautiful girl. Which did you see the girl? I mean, did we all oh. recognize her? If you've seen <laughs> Harry Potter, if you've seen Game of Thrones, we all know who she is, right? I forgot that she was in this. It's yeah. been so long since I watched these earlier seasons that I totally, when I when I finally got a second look at her face, I was like, holy shit, that's Tonks. Um, oh, and then Asha in yes. Game of Thrones. Um, so, yeah, poor guy thinks he's really scored. And and she turns out to be a suicidal schizophrenic. Yeah, that's not the state um, change who, he was talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, 
and then you know she thinks that he's hearing voices too because he's having that conversation with with mm-hmm. Matt and you know kind of arguing and now he's in this involuntary suicide Man. pact and it's well goodbye Harry yeah. poor guy um very disturbing kind of uh, of episode and when you see that funnel who's got a funnel just right. laying around by the way but uh. You know, seeing that and then she, how she's, you know, forcing that down him was just, it was something so off in her head. She, it, she had to have been thinking, it was like, maybe he's going to want to back out. So let me bring this funnel to make sure he can't. <laughs> it's <laughs> so yeah, many red flags. So that it was too late for her. <laughs> so many red flags. I know. And I mean, admittedly, he, you know, Matt's trying to get him out. There's like, hey, I, not liking this you need to i think it's time to wrap it up it's time Mm -hmm. to go and i mean i don't know he he wasn't fighting too hard to go i know he was really confused like you know what what are you saying what are you what are you talking about she's kind of because she's just rambling she was making like no sense at all and you know i'm like dude just toss her to the side you know she's she's something is very wrong here i feel like his red flags were were not they were not firing for him at all and at least for a moment and not until it was too late where she finally got him to be able to drink some of that and he could i don't know what was mm-hmm. in that if he would have even had a chance had he gotten away and gotten help if it would have helped him or not but um i'm like dude just throw her off to the yeah. side you know if you gotta get a little physical to get her off of you then do that and run out the damn door very scary very intense moment there very scary and i mean so what's your number three? My number three is the music. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I wanted to just talk about, which I, I ended up having to do these like notes on music because you had to go and have Derek on here last week or, you know, episode before. <laughs> and I've got to listen to this going like, oh shit, how am I supposed to follow this guy? Because oh, I mean, there's a reason on. he's been doing what, like 500 episodes of TV, TV podcast. Every, he's got creeping now. up on because. Yeah, yeah. Creeping yeah, up on he's a full-on pro, and so I was listening to last episode, and I was like, "Of course, he's listening to the music and like putting it into how it like relates to everything that's going on in the episode." So I was like, "I'm going to do the same this time." So I'm not taking credit. For it. <laughs> I, I did the work, but it was I give the credit to Derek for making me do the work. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well, Derek is awesome, but you, I feel like you probably would have done this on your own anyway, because I know like. Um, you have a deep appreciation yeah. for music um, as I do. So I feel like you probably would have come up with that on your own. So the very <laughs> beginning of the episode, pretty much the song that Matthew is playing in the kitchen is I wish it could be Christmas every day by wizard, which was an immediate like sneaky foreshadowing of the fact that, you know, the time that Joe is spending in that house is really all just the same day. And, sure is. And of course, you know, at the end of the episode, that's also the same. It's the same song that is now replayed on repeat for a, a thousand years a minute, which I did the math on that. And that is like 1.4 million years within a day of real lifetime. <laughs> Can't <even imagine. laughs> But every day, but so you think, you know, a million and a half years within an, a regular 24 hour day. And she said, leave it on for Christmas. So for a million and a half mm-hmm. years, every day really is Christmas for him. <laughs> Forever. Man, and then I wanted to throw into the, uh, the karaoke songs because those were mm. picked very uh, 
precisely, I think, on purpose. Um, yes. The song that he sings is Black is Black by Los Bravos. And then I think uh, there's also somebody else who did a, a cover of it that I'm blanking on right now. That's a little more well-known. But so I put down like, I'm not going to sing, but I do have lyrics. So it's funny that like both songs that they both sang ended up being exactly what they were feeling, not at that time, but later in the episode. Because the, the lyrics to his song, black is black, I want my baby back. It's gray, it's gray since she went away. What can I do? Because I'm feeling blue. If I had my way, she'd be here today. But she'd go in time and leave me to cry again. Oh no, what can I do? Because I'm feeling blue. I can't choose. It's too much to lose when our love's too strong. Maybe she would come back to me, then I can't go wrong. Bad is bad that I feel so sad. It's time, it's time that I felt peace of mind. What can I do? Because I'm feeling blue. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a little, which he didn't sing that whole song. He only sang, you only, you only heard like the first two or like three lines, but I looked through the lyrics of that song and mm-hmm. you would have let it continue. I mean, it lines up with his character. It and does. Then, yeah. Beth wow. saying, yeah. Anyone who knows what love is by Irma Thomas, which anyone you can blame mm-hmm. me, try to shame me and still I'll care for you. You can run around, even put me down. Still, I'll be there for you. The world may think I'm foolish. They can't see you like I can. Oh, but anyone who knows what love is will understand. Which she's really singing that more to Tim. But it's that whole, you can blame me and try to shame me, run around and put me down. But where it's just kind of this whole, like, she knows, like, there's something, you know, not right about what she's doing. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that they... they precisely picked those those songs for a reason because black mirror is always so point on like on point with music selection and man <laughs> yeah they very much with their music and and i feel like they just they don't make mistakes and and it's there for a reason yeah which i didn't realize that that was the same song used in 15 million merits but that's cool that they could mm-hmm. reuse that now you're gonna I will. Go I'll back have to and go watch that <laughs> yeah go go watch it, it. it's a good one it's been a while but i do know it's a good one yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I, that's what's been really fun about going back uh, and doing some of these and covering some that Sean and I didn't have an opportunity to to do before. Uh, we always wanted to. We always thought, man, one day we're going to go back and just, you know, cover all of them. But there was always a always a new show to do, um, and we just never got around to it. So it's it's been really fun to kind of turn around and, and do some. It's, um, but I'm, uh, I. I'll probably need a little bit of a break. Uh, you definitely need a palate cleanser, yeah. I think, after some of these episodes. Yeah, I had to watch some Floors Lava on Netflix after the. <laughs> I've been good? addicted to it. It's so stupid and so silly, yeah. but it's so fun. I, yeah. Well, I'm. That totally yeah. sounds like a good palate cleanser. <laughs> that's just what I need, especially after like one of these episodes yeah. where, again, I'm ready to just like completely disconnect and run off to a cabin in the woods that might just keep me here in the <laughs> real world um, and centered. That's awesome. I'll check it out. Uh, well, my number three, I want to talk a little bit about. It's it's kind of short and sweet because. Um, the, I, I feel like the story itself was a little kind of short, but we got to learn what Matt's day mm-hmm. job was, where he essentially kind of just tortures yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. And I and I don't know if that's a stretch to, to anyone that's listening when I say people, but – and I struggle. I know I'm not going to articulate this very well because I understand that, you know, when they're putting this consciousness into this little cookie um, – it's, it's code. It's not a real person. They're not supposed to have real feelings, but do they not? I mean, don't, she thinks that she has yeah, to her. She is herself yeah. 
being taken out of her body, right. like from that moment, all of the memories, all the feelings and thoughts are still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I had to sit there and question when I'm watching this, I was like, you know, because she, when she's placed in there, it's like, she's waking up, you know, because you can almost like when they're going through the procedure and she's like, Hey, wait, what's going on? I can, I can hear you and I'm awake and what's happening. And then she, you know, something else happens and then she's placing this cookie and then we see John Hamm. And so she's confused. Like she doesn't know what's happening. I'm like, do people not know what they're getting when they're putting their consciousness in this cookie? Do they not know what they're really signing up for? I mean, I feel it's a little misleading <laughs> and would people really do it if, if they knew and do they care? Maybe it's not really them. They're out here living their life and Hey, she's now living her best life because her toast is made to perfection. Her floor is heated just the way that she likes it. Her blinds are rising in the morning to wake her up gently. She's got a nice song playing. Um, but I mean, I don't know to think about how he like breaks them into submission <laughs> You know, um, and, and we see him use that little timetable where it makes it, you know, for him, it's just seconds, but for her, it's three yeah. weeks and then he extends it to six months um, and, and essentially just breaking her down because she's surrounded by like just this white nothingness and she, she there's nothing to do, nothing to see here. Um, and at that point she's begging for something to do. And I think it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, to him, it's just, you know has no feelings towards it all because it's just code. So I don't know. I want to kind of get what, you know, sounds like you're, you were kind of thinking the same thing. It's like, she thinks oh, yeah. she's- that whole concept is just horrifying to me. It literally makes my skin crawl mm-hmm. watching that. Cause yeah, I think the person that does yeah. it, there's, there's no way that they can realize what they're actually doing. I wouldn't think, I mean, maybe they really don't care. Like you said, if it's somebody who has that mentality of, Oh, well my needs are met in this. So I don't really care what happens to another living or at least thinks it's living being, even if it is myself. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. weird, but, but yeah, it's, it's essentially that person is like becoming like an eternal, like prisoner or slave. Like, uh, like Joe nailed it on the head when, after he tells him the story and they're sitting there in the cabin and he goes, that's slavery. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. That, that was the title of my number three was enslaved because yeah, um, that's essentially <laughs> that existence would be just yeah. like intensely lonely and soul crushing. Like, especially like you mentioned, like the three weeks or even he even goes to six months in just like this empty white room with nothing. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I no 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 one to talk to, nothing to see, nothing to do. You can't hear anything. You're just sitting there in silence um, with nothing. Um, sounds pretty horrible. So, yeah, and then to see that that's what it takes to kind of just put them on the edge, like just enough to break them, but not make yeah. them snap or anything to, to make it go too far, which if you have to do that, if it's just code, why can't you just right. program it? to do what you want it to do, you know? Um, so it's like, why do you have to go so far as to, cause it's like, you're treating it like a person, you know, when you would break and torture a person. Yeah. It, is it really, it goes beyond, it goes beyond code if you're breaking its spirit, because then you have to admit that it has a spirit to break. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh gosh. Just oh. sounds terrible. Anyway. 
My number two is the exact same thing was the, the cookie and it's oh, time and okay. all that stuff. So we covered pretty much all of it except for one thing that I had in mind, mm-hmm. which you mentioned, you know, he said where he doesn't want to make them completely break or snap. And then there's a little throwaway line right after that that terrified me where he says, you know, because if we completely, if they completely snap, he's like, then we just have to sell them cheap to the games industry for cannon fodder and some war thing where then, so now you're thinking, Oh God, mm. like then the whole video game, like industry at that point in, in that future are like the NPCs that you're killing in video games are like actually like almost real people with real feelings. Like I just wouldn't want to have any part of any of this anymore. <laughs> if I knew, oh if I knew what all those take things my video games yeah. away. <laughs> like, Oh no, <laughs> now I'm going to feel really different about playing video games. <laughs> I was going to say, I if, if that were to ever really happen and they take away my – because I, I couldn't play video no. games after that. So then it takes away my video gaming. Please don't do that. I would play only Animal Crossing for the rest of my life. Like everything has to be real calm and nice and sweet and no death, no killing, no harm. Yes. <laughs> Tetris forever. <laughs> Tetris. Yeah, oh, I could play Tetris forever for sure. Um and then, oh gosh, what's that um, one really fun VR game? I can't think of it. Yeah. Beat Saber. I could play that forever. Oh gosh. Yeah, I couldn't do. No more No more Last mm-hmm. of Us. I just finished that oh, game. Nice. I um, still have. I need to play the second one. I need to get it and play it. Yeah, I just, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just the first one that I had played. I was just, I've had it forever and I've just been really slow to play it because um, you always think yeah. you have more time. And I kept putting it off and finally I was like, you just have to do it. Two is coming out and you just have to. So I did wrap nice. it up this weekend and I, I crushed a lot of it and it was really fantastic, but I haven't been able to start to yet. I really needed just a moment to reflect yeah. on one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a Very deep emotional. story for sure. All right. What is your, was that your number two? Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the confession and first, I want to ask you okay. a question about this part when we get to there, or now that now that we've gotten to this point, when did you know that it was not a real place, but like in a cookie and like what was really happening here in this little segment between Matt and Joe? You know, I'm really not sure because it's been so long since I watched this for the first time, because it's a very different feeling going in this, watching this for the, you know, fifth sixth time whatever it is now where it's i know from the beginning what's going on so i don't know i don't know if i can remember exactly Mm. like the first time i watched it when i pinpointed that something was off i mean well i'm i remember it took me a while i think the most like giveaway for sure if you didn't figure it out by that point is whenever you see the clock in the the grandfather's house and then you're like oh no that's before it like Mm. goes off and he starts like spiraling and freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. I think by then most Mm -hmm. folks probably start to catch on. Um, definitely. But I, I was so wrapped up and I thought, come on, man, I I just (laughs) wanted to kick myself after I thought I always take pride in myself, but always being able to kind of figure stuff out like that. Um, like, Oh, that's what's going to happen. Or, Oh, that's what's happening right now. This one totally had me hooked into the story that they gave you so many, you know, lines during that whole time, um, all the setup of here's his side job. Um, and then here's his day job and what he does. And it's like, (laughs) Oh, 
it was there the whole time. Um, so I totally wasn't looking for it and it was right there. Um, and we, we talked about Joe a little bit in the beginning, but you know, I'll, I'll just kind of talk about it again. So I want to go into it a little bit more detail is, you know, I, I really felt bad for him. I don't condone what he did at all. Um, but for his girlfriend to block him after mm-hmm. one argument, you know, they, I, I feel like seemed like they were in a good relationship and I guess maybe they weren't if she cheats on him, but I mean, they seemed happy, but after one argument, she cuts yeah. him off permanently. You know, she never unblocks him and then keeps his kid or who he seems is his kid away from him. And like we were mentioning earlier, why didn't they just break it off or she break it off with him? Tell him the kid's not yours. He'd, he'd be completely wrecked, but it could have yeah. prevented this whole thing from happening. I mean, yeah, the guy's going to be heartbroken and it's going to be painful and he's going to hurt maybe for a while. Um, it's, it's awful to be yeah. betrayed like that. I'm not saying that's okay, but holy crap, when you look at at It's not like five happens, years worth of just constant torture. <laughs> I know. So, you know, and you can see where he really broke, you know, after all those years as he's, you know, as we talked about how he's, you know, kind of stalking her, trying to find her, and then he finds her, and then he follows her to her father's house every year for Christmas just to catch a glimpse, even though he can't see them, but just to try to... Yeah. be there in some way and then leaves a gift for her and you know he's that's all he's been able to hang on to for all these years and then when his ex dies i mean he you can tell he still mm-hmm. loves her remember how he goes up to the tv and he's like oh my gosh oh my gosh you know he's just absolutely devastated that she's died yeah he's like caressing her face on the screen and crying and it's yeah she fucked his whole life he up he has not like, moved on man yeah <laughs> Yeah, that she made a really mm-hmm. poor decision. I mean, I'm not saying that was going to be an no. easy conversation or that was, you know, but to to just completely not have any closure, you have to have, you know, sometimes painful conversations or you have to go through something to be able to heal. You got to just get through it. And this poor guy's wound has been open yeah. all of those years and and it just festers and it gets worse because she has made that choice to just cut him off. Um and I feel like when you go through something like he's he was going through, I think even before you get to that point, that would cause somebody to be violent towards that person that's blocked them. You know, he approaches her and he kind of grabs her, you know, like, hey, it's me. It's me. Turn that yeah. off. You know, let, let's talk or something. And um, I feel like that could cause violence toward that person that he, you know, and he didn't get violent towards her later he and but he did get violent and killed yeah. her her father and because of that mm-hmm. the little girl died and then he just that guy's done he, that dude's toast he's never oh, gonna no. come I back mean, it, from it that broke him like there's a you know the little line that he mm-hmm. says during his confession is the reason they had to bring matthew in in the first place is it shut him down he didn't he wouldn't talk to anybody. He said, because if I talk, if I say it out loud, then it's real and I don't want it to be real. Like it has spiraled mm-hmm. him into just like near insanity. Like <laughs> it's, it's rough. Yeah. Very rough. And, and if that wasn't enough as to what was done to him in real life and whatever, like place that he's at mentally and that he's just never going to recover from that mentally ever, 
now his consciousness is stuck mm. in this freaking egg, living the worst day of his life over and over and over again, having to live that where he's just killed um, his girlfriend's or ex-girlfriend's father and the little girl is lying mm. out there dead in the snow. And then, and then for them to kind of crank that up and, you know, oh, just leave it on for Christmas. And then, like you said, he's got to do like a thousand mm -hmm. years a minute. Yeah. So do you have anything that you um, wanted to add to that? Yeah, I'll add to it. I mean, it's actually, that is my number one. So I can kind of just transition kind of right in. Oh, so my okay, one yeah. Was, was Joe and Joe's right story, ahead. which I think it's funny. One of the first things that he says in the episode is he, he tells Matthew, says, it's a job, not a jail. I was like, oh, if only you knew. <laughs> like, um, mm -hmm. And yeah, just you can tell, like, even before he gets to that confession moment, like it, he is pounding that wine down. Like you can tell something's eating away at him as he's hearing these stories that Matthew is telling him where he's, he's seeing like when he, especially when yes. he starts talking about the blocking, like that's a sore spot for him for sure. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's just a couple of little things that I wrote down. I mentioned, you know, that are a little extra for Joe you know, the, the episode starts with him waking up in that house. And the first thing he does is he looks at the picture of Beth, the photo that he took with those Ed eyes, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, that day when they were leaving, you know, her father's house at Christmas or whatever, where he, he took the picture of her standing out there, you know, in the front yard by the gate or whatever. And like, that's the first thing he looks at. Mm -hmm. And so to think back on that, it's yeah, the whole, the whole thing is just, it's tragic. Because, yeah, I don't know how much you can rehash what we've already talked about saying just like if they only would have just had that conversation, it would have been hard for her. But like it would have saved so much tragedy at the end, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. I, I like the line that you that you brought back saying it's a job, <laughs> not a jail. Um, cause it's line, it's lines like that. And there was another one, I think you said, it's not an interrogation, um, where he, he, he they kind of scatter yeah. these little clues all over the preceding segments, um, you know, that kind of tell you what's going on without really telling you what's going on. You have to kind of figure it out. And I think some people probably did. And I'm just sitting here going, okay, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and, then, and then later I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. I guess it's been a while since I, I've watched the episode, but it, it has been a while. I've um, admittedly only seen it yeah. one time before this. I haven't done a huge rewatch of because it's. I love this show, but it's hard to go back and rewatch episodes yeah. over and over and over again. Uh, some of them, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I can do that with this episode, even as heavy as it is. Like, it just it blows my mm -hmm. mind how because it was the first episode, like I mentioned at the top of this, that they did this kind of style where they took cut like different layers and then blended them mm -hmm. all together and that just so creative to me that i really love it it's very know? clever yeah okay. well that and john ham he's always nice to look at yep <laughs> <laughs> damn good looking guy come on <laughs> well my number one we and again we've we've talked about it um a, a little bit just to go into it, i think a little bit more detail um you know does the punishment fit the crime okay. with matt john ham's character where, you know, they're like, oh, you can go free, but you're still going to be punished. And they they have this ability to block him from everyone. This dude walks out into this uh, 
market square, it looks like, you know, from where it looks like this cop station. And he can't see anyone. Can you imagine? Even the guy that's selling roasted nuts, like he can't hear that. He can't. I mean, how do you purchase things or I mean, you can't live a life that way? Yeah. How do you live life? Yeah, if you if you can't see anyone, and that means also we know that that means pictures. So we know when Joe, um, when his girlfriend blocked him, and you know he's at home, you know looking at pictures of of them together, they're still blocked in pictures. So you can't look at pictures. Does that mean oh, you can't God. watch TV? I didn't even think about that. Like if you watch it's... TV, does that mean that <laughs> it's like the the people on TV are all dang. smeared that's, out? At that point, if that's which that probably has to be the case, if you think about, it, I mean, everybody. So it's it's basically like the home arrest version of like solitary confinement, where he's he can't yeah do anything. He's blocked off and shut off from everything. The only life he could live is sit at home and order food and things he needs to exist at home, but he can't communicate with anybody in person. He can't. Yeah. Couldn't you, can you watch TV? Can you, I guess he had become a big fan of anime. I cannot imagine that type of, uh, of isolation. Um, there are times where I'm like, I, I'm so done with people. I just want to be by myself, but I yeah. like doing it on my own terms and, you know, uh, being able to come back to that. So the, and then the fa- and then he's highlighted in red. So he's all blurred out. People can't see him, but not as he, he's not just like smeared out like white noise. He's red, which like you mentioned, is that how someone who's, you know, um, if they're given this punishment as a sex offender, is that something that's common knowledge? Like, is that commonly known in the, the community? Like they're looking at him and everybody's kind of looking at him like, oh man, that's, that's an intense, that's a bad intense guy. Version of like, not just the scarlet letter, but like the scarlet form. And he is just, yeah, he's painted bad and everybody, sh- you know, will view him that way. Yeah, and I feel we may not have to worry about his fate of sitting at home and not being able to really watch any TV because I feel like this, he wasn't going to last very long because I feel the purpose for for that punishment is to trigger Mm -hmm. a mob mentality and that he's getting ready to be taken out. Um, I mean, did you see that guy in the market that was eyeballing him? He was holding that snow globe. I totally felt that guy was getting ready to walk over and start hitting him over the head with that snow globe, just like Joe did to his girl yeah. ex-girlfriend's father. Um, and then once he starts doing that, everyone else would join mm-hmm. in and be like, yeah, yeah, we got to take out this guy. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what that punishment is geared towards. I feel like it would be easy for a mom and Tally to happen. Cause even that one woman that like steps in his way, like she just immediately had the bravery to uh-huh. where like, Oh, everybody knows who this guy is. So he's not going to do anything to me. So she like, purposely messes with him and blocks his step a few times just just to jab at him. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, that that's why I feel like this whole blocking thing is just it's going to create violence. Like it would actual um create actual direct violence against someone maybe who's blocked you or, and people's desperation to be heard, you know, can drive them to do mm-hmm. awful things. You know, um 
So I, I don't feel any good at all that would come. And I mean, we have a blocking ability on social media. You can block someone on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and things like that. Um, but you, you don't always look at the people online. And this is kind of a problem we're seeing today. I and mean, it's, it's been a problem since the internet has existed for sure. But it's definitely um, in, in these times where um, people are just very on edge, I think, with the state of the world today. Again, I'm not going to go too far into it, but, um, you know, there's there's so much um, hatred and things being said online. And you forget yeah. that that's a person sometimes that you're talking to. And I think that's kind of what this does is it kind of takes that humanity out of that person and just makes them like white noise that's where i think a lot some this white christmas kind of title comes from is when john ham comes out and it's christmas time and there's christmas happenings and there's all these christmas activities happening all around him and all he sees is like this good. white noise I think about that and to that's me that's good. like this white what that <laughs> yeah that, well that's what i thought i was like oh it's a real white christmas mm-hmm. because that's what he's getting um but you know i, I feel like Tales of isolation are dark, and that's I feel like what they did to to Matt was isolate him completely yeah. from society. Um, but I think that it kind of shows a, brings out a concern that we should have about the kind of world that we're building for ourselves. And I think we should consider the humanity of how we treat people online and in the real world. Yeah. There are people behind yeah. those usernames, guys. Um, Let's all try to make an effort to kind of be nice to each other and and at least be respectful. And if you can't be respectful, keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson that we all have to to remind ourselves of every day. I I'm not always good at it. I try to I've tried to be better. I I do lately. I've really tried to. Yeah, but <laughs> I've never seen you be disrespectful, Pake. I've I I know that you like to speak your mind, and I admire you for that. And but I've always seen you do it in a respectful yeah. tone. And you're always open to hearing other people. As long yeah. as people are being respectful and willing to have like a real conversation, um, you've always been very open to hearing someone else's opinion. And sit, I try my know. best to be that way. It's not always easy, but you know. I try. <laughs> no, it's not easy. It's not easy. You make it seem easy, but it's not easy. I've seen the things that you've written. And I'm like, look at Pake. We could all be like Pake and be respectful and and just be open to dialogue. Yeah. And uh, where I just want to throw punch <laughs> someone. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, did you have any other notes? Um, I had a few. Um, I wanted to, you know, because there's a lot of heaviness to this. But I said there's some funny moments, but we really didn't talk about many of them, which there's a few. Most of it was in that first storyline mm-hmm. with the, the side gig with Harry. It's just his awkwardness was yeah. hilarious to me. Uh, oh, my I favorite know. i had to Poor like guy. replay it with captions on i was like i have to make sure i have his exact wording because it's funny but he's sitting there yeah but he's talking to jennifer or whatever and she says something and, you know she drops an f-bomb just like something and so matthew goes oh <laughs> she curses so should you just to kind of coach him along and the next thing out of mouth he goes shit fucking i fucking always totally think that it's fucking shit <laughs> like that's like, uh, it's a little overdone um i laughed so hard but i was like way to lay it on real thick there buddy <laughs> yes, i laughed so hard yeah. like it's his first day cursing or something. 
And then like not very like right after it, like a few like sentences later or whatever, you know, she says something about like the only reason I made it through last year was because of all the drugs. And he just laughs like, oh, yeah. Wait, what was that? <laughs> like he stops and goes, wait a minute, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> just that awkwardness with him. Is, I thought it was really funny. It took a dark turn quick, but uh, but but he had some really it funny did. moments. And also another thing, what was up with this like horse story? I saw a guy riding a horse down the street with he was shirtless. He had a crossbow. Cause apparently that is something that Matthew had told him to say, that he didn't come up with that because you see later the the cookie situation. You know, Matthew tries that exact mm-hmm. same story on on Greta, the woman who had take had the cookie whatever removed from her head and used to her like I was like, there's got to be an ending. Like, if this is like some kind of like pickup line kind of thing. It's like, there's got to be an ending to that story that makes sense, but they never went there. So I was like, where? I need to know more about this shirtless guy riding a horse down the street story. Where does that go? <laughs> we'll have to look that up and see if Charlie right. Brooker ever finished writing that. and Or if he's just going to leave mm-hmm. us hanging. Like, Come on, dude. What's the yeah. punchline? That's kind of like, a, I won't say it because it's not very PC, but... But it's kind of for anybody that watched Orange is the New Black, there's a <laughs> red has a penguin joke that you only it's that same thing where you only hear the punchline. It's this very non PC, dirt, you know, not great. But you only hear the punchline <laughs> to that joke. And you're like, what was even the setup for that? Because it always comes in as she's finishing the joke. <laughs> oh, red. That was a good show. Good show. All right. I think we covered all of my notes. Did you did you have anything else? I think that's it. If that covers our top five and our notes, then that will take us into our listener feedback portion. You want to take that first one for me? Nice and short and sweet. Yes. All right. Jennifer Camillary says, one of my faves, which you're in good company, Jennifer, because it's definitely one of, if not my favorite of all. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Schlicht says, holy cow, was this one uncomfortable and wow, did it build. It felt icky to begin with when John Hamm was helping that nerdy guy score a date and she in- ends up nuts. Who knew that'd be the easiest part of the episode? <laughs> My skin really started to crawl with the girl trapped as her own slave, got worse with the idea of being fully blocked from all contact, even visual, with someone, and man, the last part with the guy sentenced to a thousand years on repeat, and John Ham being blocked entirely from society was unnerving to say the least. I needed like three hours of modern family repeats after that before bed. <laughs> she needed the palate cleanser too. I think the best part of this episode for me was, again, the guest stars. John Hamm, Tonks, Asha, Talisa, they were all fun to see again. Made me think it's time for a Game of Thrones rewatch. Minus a few episodes, of course. Still so-so on the show, but loving the I pod. totally get you still being like so-so, because all the episodes that get picked are all... Mm-hmm. What does it say about us that like you're having your co-hosts pick their favorite episodes, and every one of them mm-hmm. are still like the really heavy, dark, depressing... What does that say about us here at Podcastica? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. I think that we should just probably not ever sign up to have our consciousness downloaded into any eggs because I think nobody uh-huh. wants to see that dark and twisty part of us 
um, that we love yeah. these and I know episodes. Rima and other guests have pulled, brought this up in the past, Lindsay. But if you haven't yet, they've said you know San Junipero and Hang the DJ. At least those two for sure. If you haven't watched those. Those mm-hmm. are the lighter side of this show. So I would definitely recommend if you're still kind of so-so on the show and think you might still get into it. Like those are episodes to definitely show you the other side of this. I know hang the DJ Rima and Sean both have covered it's on. There is a, a, a past episode of strange indeed that has that covered. So watch it and check that out. And then you mm-hmm. got to get somebody to come on here and do San Junipero with you at some point. Yeah. I'm going to have to <laughs> have to do that. Y'all keep picking these really dark ones. I'll come back and do it with you sometime if you if you'll have me. <laughs> if you'll let. <laughs> okay, I'll always you're always welcome on the mm-hmm. show, Paik, you know that. Yeah, I think Lindsay might have mentioned that she um I think she com- might have commented on another one cuz I think Derek kind of recommended the same thing was yeah, maybe mm-hmm. check out San Junipero or um Hang the DJ which we did cover. Yes. Um, that was one of my favorites. Um, and even USS Callister was still kind of dark, yeah. but had a lightness to it. Right. Just a little bit that, you know, was like, okay, we're, we're definitely getting the black mirror feel, but yet kind of in a different kind of way and a little bit of a lighter fun kind of <laughs> way, if that's possible. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you're um and you know, I'm glad that you're still doing that, Lindsay. I mean, I know you're you're having some mixed feelings about the show, but you're still hanging in there. You're still, you know, with us. And um, you know, that you're that I just I, I appreciate that because you could just be like, screw this, I'm out, and and you're hanging in there. And I'm also I think I'm kind of with you on that Game of Thrones rewatch. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling that. What I'm still gonna need some time before that. Um I do. It that last season still sits pretty sour on me in a lot of ways to where trying to do a rewatch, you just know where it's going. You're like, I don't know. It's going to happen eventually in my life. I'm sure, but I still need a little more time. (laughs) Lindsay, let me know if you've jumped into that yet. Might have to do a rewatch with you (laughs) or anyone. Let's do a game of Thrones rewatch. We'll just start doing that too. Um, All right. Well, that's all the feedback that we have for this week. It's really strange not to have a call from Steve. This week, I think he must be out of town or something, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's he's taken off on a trip. <laughs> yeah, so that's odd. It's odd to have a week podcasting with him, not mm-hmm. with, without a voicemail from him. It's very strange. Very strange <laughs> indeed, around strange indeed. Well, thank you guys so much for um, all of your great feedback. I, like I said, appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Um, since we're not covering anything new, we're kind of going back and covering some old things. So it's fun to have you guys around. So um, with that being said, next week, I'm taking the week off because um, I need a little bit of a break from Black Mirror at the moment. Um, not to say I'm not going to come back to it, but next week um, I I'll think I'm going to kind of be out of like – not online for a while (laughs) i'll just say that (laughs) for a few days where i'm not gonna be able to podcast so i'm taking the week off also gives me a little bit of a break because um these episodes have been a little heavy but um i do have a special surprise co-host the following week and not gonna say who um so you're gonna have to tune in i will let you know but you're gonna have to tune in um and we're gonna be covering shirley that movie have you heard of that Pake starring elizabeth moss i just heard about it last night because i'm trying to i've got you know some free time and 
I'm trying to catch up on 2020 movies, movies that have come out this year and just trying, trying to catch up on like the most recent stuff. Cause I'm one of those like list, weird people. Mm-hmm. I love lists and stuff. So like at the end of the year, I'll do like my top like 10 albums and top 10 movies. And so I'm like, so I know, so I rank them as I watch them and I was like, you know what? My 2020 like movie list is really short. I need to catch up on those. So I was looking at a bunch of stuff that's been, you know, has already come out this year. And then I saw that one just dropped on Hulu, I think. And and so I saw, you know, it's Elizabeth Moss and she's been on a roll lately. So I was like, cool, let me add that to the list. And so now that I see that you're doing it in like two weeks, I was like, all right, <laughs> push that to the front of the list. Yeah. <laughs> add it, add it to the list. Yeah. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it too. Yeah, you're right. So surely for the folks that, that may not have heard about it, um, again, starring Elizabeth Moss, it is based on Shirley Jackson, who was the author that gave us... The Haunting of Hill House. So I'm I'm really excited for that. I, I've heard really good things about it. And I just watched The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. And I mean, I, I've seen her in The Handmaid's Tale. So if you've yeah. seen her in that, you know she's fantastic, right? Um, and she was really great in The Invisible Man. I, I thought that was a fun, fun movie. So it is, like Pake said, it is available on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, um, I think it, it's available for rent on other platforms as well if you don't have hulu or just whatever i think you can rent it from uh, somewhere but if you have hulu it should be available there so stay tuned for that i'm really excited i'm excited to hear that too i'll have to watch that very soon <laughs> yeah i'm i'm excited to watch i i really i've like i've heard some good things about it. i heard some there's some good twists and turns um i don't know anything but that's just what i you know uh, unspoilered <laughs> That's not even a word. I don't know where that came from. Spoiler free um, little piece on it. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Paik, my friend, thank you again for coming on. Absolutely. I am always honored to be part of the Strange Indeed family. Always glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks. That means a lot. Well, it's, it's nice um, to always have you on and that you're willing to go into these deep, dark... <laughs> subjects and episodes i appreciate you being on with me it's been awesome as always well we are excited for you to look into the black mirror with us but until then you can follow us on twitter at strange tcast you can like us on facebook at www.facebook.com stranger tcast and you can check us out on instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod you can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com and you can also find us on the tv time app you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. And make sure you go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts as well. Speaking of podcasts, Paik, you've got some some stuff coming up. Would you like to share that with our listeners? Yeah, um, I still don't have my own podcast. Um, I'd love to eventually. Some point. <laughs> I don't know, don't know what it would be, what it, but I, I really enjoy just bouncing around and guest co-hosting on a bunch of different stuff when I can. That's also... Yeah. Really so I will be doing that. We mentioned earlier, yeah, Steve Brown is, he's going out of town, going on a trip for a couple of weeks. And so for those who aren't aware that, you know, if you like hearing his voice on, you know, when he calls into this podcast and much of others, he does mm-hmm. have his own podcast, him and Mark Kirkman host uh, Panels to Pixels on the Next Level Podcast Network. And they are, they've been covering Snowpiercer this season. And so since Steve is going out of town for a few weeks, him and Mark you know, came to me and asked if I could fill in for him 
for at least one week. So I know this week I'll be recording, you know, covering episodes four and five of Snowpiercer with Mark. And then depending on Steve's schedule, maybe I'll come back, maybe not. Maybe they'll get another guest. I don't know. I just kind of run with it by the week and see where I wind up. But so, yeah, so check that out. Check out Panels to Pixels and check out their coverage of Snowpiercer this season. And I will be on the next episode we record in like two days. So looking forward to that. That's awesome. And so you're watching that show right now. What do you what do you think? of it? I'm really liking it. I, I, I wasn't sure because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the movie. I love the mm-hmm. movie. And so I was really intrigued to see how it went. And I mean, David Diggs is great. And Jennifer Connelly is great. And so and Stephen Ogg is also in it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I definitely will have to check it out. And I've, I've become hooked. It's very different. I mean, it's it's on TNT. So it's got like that network feel but it's not like abc or nbc where they can get away with a little bit more it is kind of later night so the the violence and you know some of the situations and stuff adult situations it's a little more mature audience so it's it's good in that way um they can get away with some stuff and it's 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 very different from the movie without giving away too much they've kind of taken it's a like a murder mystery approach to it which which is really cool and yeah, I'm interested to see. I think they did get picked up for a second season already, so they've got some room to play now. So I'm really intrigued to see where that show goes. I've really liked it so far. Great. Well, then everyone needs to be sure to check that out, um, and especially when you're guesting, so you um, they get to hear more of you. Yes. Because we all want more Paik. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Paik. And Alicia Stout is strange indeed.